Uh, you're listening to South Pasadena. I'm Martin Albernaz, and I'm actually here with the other Hectors. We're talking today with uh, Daniel Vasquez and Flavio Morales. What's up, guys? How's it going? Hi, Martin. Nice to be here, brother. <laughs> Finally. I tricked you. I tricked you. <laughs> I, I tricked you into doing a podcast. Um, so we basically text each other, uh, like on a, every 10 minute basis. I think that the three of us with, along with our, with our wives. Um, and so today I was like, you know what? There's a lot of information going across the, uh, the text here. Why don't we get together and have a little chat? See what's up. Chew the fat, check in, see what the Brown perspective of the South Pas South Pasadena COVID lockdown is uh is like so what, what's what's how are things at your place daniel we are it's a lot of pressure wow to represent the brown the brown power perspective there's three of us there's three hectares three, right. Right. the original hector counts anymore i think he's he's no longer a hector and i i don't think the three of us are necessarily a block i i think we sort of represent really we really come here with such different backgrounds and no, at our house, we're doing all right, man. I, you know, we are, um, as Latinos tend to be, we're following the rules and doing <laughs> everything that we're supposed to do. You're, um, you're following the, the, the letter of the law. Like, you are locked letter, down. Letter, the spirit. Yeah. And um, it's disheartening to see that others do, don't do the same, but... Well, now I've heard that you actually were kind of in a, you're, you're doing the bubble thing now. You're kind of, you're, you've created a bubble and you actually checked, you, you were at Flavio's. Yeah, I think we're calling it a bean pod. Is it the bean? <laughs> I think it's a bean pod. And we have a casing of friendship that wraps us. Uh -huh. And it's sort of like dating, like you're, um, the idea is that you're very open about who you're kissing and not kissing or exposed to and not exposed to. And then we limit our exposure and then we come together. Is that how you dated? I, I don't, I higher pit. Uh, <laughs> that's how I tried to date with, you know, transparency, honesty, openness. You're a good man. <laughs> so Flavio, how, how was, how was the visit? How was the visit? The, 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 the visit leaving his house. The, the visit was was great. And, and I have to say that we have been um, trying uh, to connect with with people, especially because Laura is very much about the community and friends. So we've we've had interactions with folks via uh, uh, distance, you know, respecting uh, the six foot uh, rule not touching anything, being in an open space. Uh, so it was, it was nice to have Dan and Ann uh, six feet apart. Uh, we had a fire in between us. Um, and uh, it, was, it was nice for, for, for two hours to just be normal. I think, you know, I think we, I think because of Zoom, we think that we are connecting with people like we would every day, but it's not, it's not the same thing. It's not um, the same type of interaction. And, and I think, um, I don't know how other people do it. I hate Zoom. Um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work for me, but 
I think the text chain that we have is is healthy. I think um, just checking in with people. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for, you know, you know, everyone sort of being able to live part of their life, you know, on a, on a daily basis. Uh, we we're all sort of confined into one one space. And that that's hard. That's hard if you're not used to that. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like we're all kind of coming out of our shells a little bit and we're starting to venture out because, I mean, a month ago we were like, mm, we're not leaving the house. We're, you know, I was getting groceries delivered and um, now I pop into the market to buy some fish for ceviche, which I just made today. And uh, and I was kind of looking down on those people like, why is he walking in for a you know case of beer? Like I'm getting $500 worth of groceries. And now, you know, I think we're all kind of like mellowing out a little bit. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're talking a little bit about getting, hanging out in the backyard and, uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe when we, you know, we're initially saying Memorial day, maybe we plan, plan something for tomorrow and we'll do. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta say, I haven't been, you know, I've been on really tight lockdown and I haven't been to a store for 10, 12 weeks. I don't know, at least 10 weeks. And this visit at Flavio's house before I went. I think I was getting enough off Zoom or digital uh, where I was, you know, just, yeah, it is what it is. And, and, and okay, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But now having gone through that, you, re- you remember everything you miss about being in person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for a lot of us, it's sort of, you know, it's very easy to just kind of cocoon. I think, you know, like, I think, our family, at least, I mean, we're all kind of in our rooms doing our own different things. Everybody's got a little project going on. Um, and so it's kind of like, we've got a lot of time on our hands. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, listening to albums and sorting things and, you know, just everybody's kind of doing their own thing, but yeah, it's that, that little extra, you know, getting yourself out there, you know, you got to put yourself out there. It takes a little energy sometimes. Right. And I think at this point, like some of us introverts, I think I'm a little bit of an introvert. My whole family is somewhat introverted. I think we were taking advantage of this to sort of cocoon, which is not 100% healthy. And I think the text thread, you know, I'm a little, you know, schizophrenic in my, it's like, whatever comes to mind, boom, I'm like throwing it out there. And it's kind of like this cathartic, just, you know, connection with humans, um, which is awesome. It's awesome. Cause sometimes I think I, if I'm in a negative mood, I'm texting all kinds of random stuff. If I'm in a good mood, I'm just kind of messing around. But, um, the face to face, I think, is is definitely something that we I haven't had. I mean, even with my family. I mean, I know Flavia, you got you've been seeing your family. I haven't seen my brother since my birthday when he came over and dropped off some Philippe's uh, you know, lamb roast beef stuff sandwiches. Um, but yeah, so let's let's plan on something tomorrow and then we can, you know Yeah, no, I think are you, you know, I think the, I, I think the kids, um, because they come from this environment are not I mean, at least mine, and I think yours, Martin, too. I don't know about you, Dan, but they, they, they seem to be okay uh, because, you know, Elias is connecting with his friends on their video games and their Snapchat and, and Alexa is as well and FaceTiming. And so for them, it's just an extension of what they were doing already, Yeah. Um, which, which I'm grateful for in a way because... I've heard of other kids that are having a really tough time because they were a lot more, you know, active as far as like school activities and sports, um, which I'm sure how's, how was Emily not having the band? Um, well, they were doing a lot of stuff, um, online, right. So they're, you know, they're still kind of like practicing and, and, um, and showcasing some of their music 
directly with the teacher. So she actually, you know, had, had to play some stuff. Um, I think, I think she's fine. You know, I think, I know she, she really loved band, but I think she's kind of like, she's okay with, with the whole thing. I think Zoe, um, Zoe's connecting with her friends on zoom as well. Zoe mentioned something interesting to me. She said, um, that she felt a little bit like boys have already been connecting with gaming and she thought, man, you know, boys have been doing this for a while. This sort of like virtual, you know, headset talking to each other while they're playing games and girl and, and yeah. in her mind, it's kind of like, she's not into that. So she's saying girls, lots of girls that are playing video games, but in her mind, her group of friends, they don't really do that. And she was kind of saying how, you know, boys have a little bit of an advantage in that they've already been kind of doing this virtual reality thing for a few years now. Um, but yeah. And, and I think we all have, you know, two kids. Right. And so, and, and they're very close. I think, you know, my girls are just like, they're, they've never been closer. Like they're kind of like constantly, you know, hugging and just, I'm like, wow, man, they're like, like bonding like crazy right now. And I'm sure your kids are kind of doing the same thing. They're, they're, they're now officially getting to that 17, 15 boy and girl, um, so we, we take advantage of the time when they're, they're cool with each other during the course of the day. We, we get that nice 45 minute, you know, yeah. uh, togetherness that, you know, but you know, they're, you know, they're, they're becoming their own people. So, yeah, no, no, no we, do have, we do have a lot of separation time too. I mean, I, I, you know, we're off kind of, we don't see each other for a couple of hours and then we reconnect for dinner or for lunch, breakfast or whatever. And then we have like some nice family time, but then we kind of all go back into our own little, our little pods too. So yeah, it's good to have that, that, that separation too. Um, Dan, how are your kids handling it? Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, uh, they were very, because we moved here from Florida, they stayed connected with their cousins online for the last three or four years. And so uh, they are online a lot. So you're right for, you know, in a lot of ways, this is an extension for them and they're used to it. And then they also are very close to each other. So um, they're used to, you know, they're used to spending a lot of time together. And it's funny because we do break apart. So we find different rooms to get different things done, but we also have to manage time to make sure that we watch a movie together. Um, we'll take a bike ride together. Yeah. Um, can't pull that up every day, but. You guys do get out a lot for people, you know, who are like 100% locked in. You guys do a lot of bike riding and walking. So you're, you're out there. Yeah. And we're like, you know, a little, like a little army unit because I, you know, in the beginning I'm like, <laughs> we have to communicate. We have to, you know, we have to listen to each other. There's no arguing, no time for arguing. We got to make a left. We got to make a left and, you know, and no blind corners and be careful, you know. But once we begin to communicate without talking so much, it, it becomes, you know, we're all on the same page. And uh, so we went to UCLA and my kids at first were like, wow, uh, I guess this was last weekend. Yeah. Why are we coming here? There's too many people. Um, there's a little bit of panic, yeah. you know, be entering the world again. And, and, uh, and albeit it was very light, light traffic, light numbers of people on campus, but it was more than we're used to. It was graduation day, I think. And, um, Oh, really? there, yeah, there's a bunch of students and families taking pictures right. all over the place. And so we're on our scooters and skateboards and we're like navigating to keep the six plus feet distances. And um, so, you know, we, we kind of fell into a little army unit um, and, and uh, 
it works inside the house and outside the house. And it's funny that you have to do that. Funny that you have to do that. But the residual is this closeness. My kids have always been close, but this has tested that closeness. And then I think added to it in the end. Well, you know, we're always close as families, right? You know, we're, we're like a very close, I, mean, I think maybe, you know, whatever, we're all kind of in. But man, when you start seeing that family unit and how like it's, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, when, when push comes to shove, it's really just that family unit and you coalesce and you're just like a little, yeah, you're, you're like a little army unit, you know, who's got the rear? I got the front. Everyone has a role, right? Everyone's got the jobs they're supposed to think they do. Uh, I don't know, Daniel, you seem to be a little, <laughs> a little militaristic. I, I think, I think also what's, what for me, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that we've had these dinner conversations and, and we talk about, you know, this situation, uh, the way people take it seriously, how the other people, other people don't take it as seriously and to hear their perspective and just how they get their information. And, you know, you're, you, you, I'm grateful for the way Lauda's raised our kids that they are able to decipher, you know, what's true, what's not true um, because of all this misinformation that's going out. And so it's been, for me, it's, it's been really enlightening to just hear their opinions and just realize that moms raised good kids, you know, like their, their, their path. And, and because, you know, this is, this is what they're going to, this is what they're going to be. You know, if we went through, the Middle East conflict and the Iraq war and Bush and all of these uh, moments, you know, sort of like in our late teens, early twenties, right. That sort of molded our, the way, the way we think this is going to shape the way our kids think. Right. And so I think it's, it's, it's good that they're at this age understanding, right. Um, being a person of color, um, you know, the way the government is local government, the way our city is being run, our community, the high school. So I, I'm really proud of, you know, the way they see things and, and the way that they just don't take something, um, you know, at face value. Dude, I think our kids are so much smarter than we were at their age. That's, yeah. that's the first thing. Um, it's amazing to just kind of see them and the people they're becoming. Uh, secondly, I think you probably had a little something to do with that as well. So I know Lada does a lot, but I'm sure you, you had a little something, a little something there. <laughs> yeah, like maybe a little credit. <laughs> All right. So I miss hanging out with you guys, miss kind of, you know, just uh, sitting around and, and uh, you know, eating and drinking and, and having a good time. Um, but man, do I miss, um, and, and you guys have been out. I, I haven't done any street tacos. I haven't gone out like that, but nope. man, do I miss just grabbing a taco from some place over on what's the place that you were talking about over on Figaro and York and yeah and you know it's funny that place was still there and we drove by it and realized that they didn't that they still had the open salsa bar and that that we're like we can't do that like we just you know just we can't we went to what I did we did do and I recommend is that tacos 1986 downtown I thought I thought they were great a lot of them think they were that hot but you know it was you know it was pickup yeah. And they had everything for us and, and, uh, and it was good, but yeah, you know, like it's, I, I feel for all of these small businesses. Um, there was a pop-up, uh, birria place that we went to and that, that guy actually benefited cause he turned his business from a pop-up to like a, uh, almost like a catering 
So he lowered his prices and he does, you know, how many people I'll give you X amount of pounds of birria, tortillas, you know, everything like in a package. I mean, same thing, little beast. Um, Dan, how was that dinner? Cause they, they changed their, their menu, right? Well, you know, I've always heard about it. So little beast and I had never tried it. So this was our first try and the, the pickup part was fantastic, really easy. Uh, and, and did it, but she said it was fantastic. And then, um, we had, I was really wanting to try the uh, Salisbury steak. I mean, uh, the fried chicken. I ended up with Salisbury steak and it was great. Beans and mashed potato and sauce and very good. But again, you, didn't, you didn't want to try the liver and onions? What's with the Salisbury steak? Uh, yeah, I'm not a liver and onions guy. <laughs> We're eating old man food, Sal- Salisbury steak and, you know, what's the mashed potatoes and cream corn with that too? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I want the gum, gummy food. When you lose your dentures and you just have to uh, no, hey, this is the commercial part. Little Beast on uh, Colorado Boulevard in Eagle Rock. Go pay a visit to our friends and uh, support their uh, fine food establishment. Um, yeah, it's great, great food, good food, delicious, good, good people. Um, no, it's absolutely. I, I mean, we, we've been eating out a lot and, uh, but for some reason, yeah, the, just the street tacos I haven't done. We did, um, uh, La Steca. So we, I did go pick up some burritos over at La Steca and Tortilleria La Steca. Man, they're so good. But, uh, I've been missing a lot of that. So today I was like in the mood for some ceviche because, uh, we watch our Chewy Patavionica. If, nobody knows what the heck I'm talking about right now. He's, uh, he's this guy that is on Instagram and I'm obsessed with him. He is just, he, he visits taco places and just, and he just cusses like a sailor, like a Mexican sailor. <laughs> he does. And, uh, but he's always going to those, these ceviche places and I just watch it sometimes and it's like, Oh my God. So today I went and got some, uh, some fish, some, uh, rock cod, I think is what I got and, and some scallops and, and, st- and shrimp and avocado and wow. You know, just amazing. Oh, it was so good. It's so good. I'm still kind of in a food coma, but so cooking a lot at home, obviously making, making, I've got my nopalitos at home. I've got, uh, um, we just had carnitas. Uh, so we're trying, we're trying, but that's the one thing I miss is just getting out there and just grabbing the taco from some little place. Um, I miss my place over on Figueroa. Did you guys ever go to the Mexican, uh, tostada place right there at the park? No. Uh, style place that that was one of my favorite little stops they, they do um they do a nice uh ceviche and and uh um uh, you know it's funny I, the 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 one thing that i i really um i really feel for the for the kids a lot of a lot of you know obviously with the pta and and just the fact that all of the end of year oh, yeah. festivities are canceled and it sucks well, you know, obviously for the seniors, but just every grade, you know, like there's nothing better than the school year than May and June. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's tough. That That's tough that you don't, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to enjoy that. But hopefully, you know, next summer will be, will be somewhat closer to normal than, than what we're, we're living right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they're going to do a, they're doing a drive through graduation. So that should be. Cause that was kind of called off because of the County health department put a kibosh on, on that across because I know um, they weren't doing it at a lot of schools, but that sounds like 
a cool thing that we can actually maybe, I was thinking if we can get the word out and maybe line the street, like a little parade, you know, everybody's six feet apart, but just line Fremont all the way up to Mission and have people, you know, maybe we can, maybe Lauda can kind of see about well. Well, El Sereno, I, I saw a flyer and El Sereno, they're going to have the fire department and the police department uh, do a parade. They're going to have a float with a DJ and they're going to like, um, I don't know what, I don't know, like a parade stop at every single school in El Sereno. So the elementary, middle and the high school. Yeah. And they're inviting people to go in their cars and to be six feet apart. But like, it's a celebration for the students. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, this will, I mean, it would be great if there was a makeshift like 4th of July thing or something, you know, it's just, we're going to have to change the rules and do things differently. But, you know, I, I think, I think California, especially we, we, we understand what six feet apart means outside of other places where they just don't understand what that means. We seem to understand that you, you should wear a mask. And that's the part that just gets me when I look at all the video coming from the East Coast. I think Massachusetts, they were showing some, you know, their their boardwalk out there. And then at, you've seen the Ozark pool, right? Oh, my God, the Lake of the Ozark. <laughs> like, these these people are insane. It's It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, just wear a mask. I mean, if, if what if we can open up a little bit, right, and, and help the economy and go out and shop and eat, but just wear your mask. That's the part that I don't get is why would you be against the mass? I, I, I think it, we're our own worst enemy. I think we, we, oh, we so circulate, we circulate, these, we circulate this video. We're, of, we're the hectares here. The hectares seem to get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But you circulate videos of like 20 people not wearing masks and that inspires 200, 2000, you know, 200,000 people not to wear masks. You know what I mean? It's like, it, well, that, that's the I think like Daniel's got like uh, your man, Daniel self-preservation is like a pretty high on your, on your list there, which is awesome. You know, and I think I'm, I'm with you pretty much. Some people just seem to lack that basic, well, like it's not just the masks, you know, there's people who are infected and they're wearing masks or not even wearing masks, but they, they have the symptoms and, yeah. and they still go out. Maybe they, maybe they're trying to tell themselves they have the flu. Maybe they do or don't, well, but, we have those. Dan, you're, you're 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 bringing up that uh, that barber in Missouri, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that infect, infected like eighty people because she had a cold or he had a cold. Ninety initially, right? And then now they're saying that actually he infected one of the other, um, you know, hairstylists, and they infected a bunch of. So it was like one hundred and fifty people out of one salon, right? That we know of. That we know of, right? And so that's the kind of stuff. But I hate to be this way. I'm kind of a little. I've, I'm sort of gone to the other side now where I'm just like live and let die. And as long as it's not affecting our hospital, right? We've got our local hospital and it seems like we're cool here. Let them do whatever they want. Like that's up to them. You know, I mean, you can't change them. So I've kind of like jumped the other side. I'm just like, I'm not worrying about them. They're well, way across the country. It's Georgia. It's, it's New York. It's wherever, you know, or, or Massachusetts, whatever it is, just don't come here. Don't come here with your crazy ideas. Yeah. So that, I, yeah. You're right. I, I, you know, I think there's people among us. So here in California, even in our neighborhood, that uh, you know, still represent that side where they pretty don't rare. think pretty. they don't take it seriously. Yeah, I think in this in this community, I think it's pretty rare. I think it's one out of a hundred, you know, or or you know, maybe maybe five out of a hundred max is what I've kind of seen when you read the, uh, you know, some of the stuff out there. But yeah, I think we've got it under control. Hopefully, here. 
Um, I'm trying not to be too uh, loose because I think I've kind of like in the last week I've been like, woo, I'm out in the world and just, you know, driving around doing this and that. But I, you know, I've got, I double mask actually. I wear the mask that Lauda got us from, uh, from Ace. And then, and then I wear a mask that Yvette made that actually has a filter that's a vacuum cleaner filter. So I've, I'm like triple masked. I'm, I'm, you that, know. That, that's, that's the thing. Everything you read, if you wear a mask, if you wash your hands, if you're conscious of that and you're not like touching your face, you should be fine. And I mean, yesterday we went to the driving range because I called and they said they had slots available. Thanks for the invite. And I was, I was very impressed that everybody was wearing a mask. Everybody was six feet apart. Um, they weren't, the one thing that I did realize is that they weren't cleaning the seating areas, like where you sit. And, uh, but they kept announcing, please wear, keep your mask on, please wash your hands. Um, and, and Elias was like, well, if people keep reminding each other, we should be okay. And it was like, yeah, we didn't, you know, I, you know, once I paid, I washed my hands, went back, went to the course, we hit the balls. We went back to the bathroom, washed our hands, walked back into the car and everyone was, was fine. You know, it wasn't like a long wait list. Um, I asked the guys there and I asked the guys at Arroyo, how's business? And they said, business is, is good because simply you can't go just show up and play nine holes. You have to make a reservation. Hmm. And if you go to the driving range and they're full, cause I think they're only opening, they only open half. Um, you wait and there's now a time limit. You can only uh, be on the range for no more than an hour. Um, and so it was really civil. So, I mean, I think if we can respect that, um, we should be fine. Though last night, a couple houses down, some of the younger, those apartments and some young people had a party. Yeah. And so, I mean, we can't control what other people do. We can only control what we do. And and then in what I told Elias, if, if we would have gone to the range and not felt comfortable, we know not to go again. Yeah. 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 You've got, you dip your toe a little bit, you know, and you see how, what feels safe and what feels right. And um, yeah, I mean the same thing, we were on the trail, we were at the trail and uh, there's most people had masks on and a couple of people didn't and kind of mad dog those people and, you know, said hi to the ones with the masks. <laughs> That's kind of the way I'm handling it. Um, so uh, one, one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, and, and I think uh, we're all music lovers, right? And I know a lot of people in town, you know, are musicians. Um, that's another thing that I was thinking, man, when is that, when are we, when are we going to be able to go see a show again? And, and how is that going to look ever? I mean, I think I went to the last show in Southern California. I went to see Tame Impala, like on March 10th with Zoe at the forum. And they canceled, they canceled the show after, yeah, in, in San Francisco the next day, they canceled that show. So it was the last show on their tour. It was like, they just started their tour and they canceled the rest of the tour. But yeah, we, it was the day before, you know, I pulled the kids out. I was like, Zoe, Zoe's birthday present. So we went, but we survived luckily. <laughs> uh, we we uh, scored Billie Eilish tickets. We thought that would be a huge surprise for our kids, and and um, I think it was in April. Yeah, when we told them in April, and they were kind of like over it. Like they were, you know, yeah. as much as they liked the idea of going to go see Billie Eilish, I think the idea of going to concerts. When was in April? They were still having because I think they shut it all down. 
No, no, they canceled it. They, they canceled it. Yeah. Canceled or, you know, or delayed it, I guess. Right, right. So my money's still in their pockets, but... Um, right. I can't... I can't see going to a concert again. I know. I mean, it's just crazy, right? It's just kind of like, those are the things you start thinking about or going to see a, a Dodger game or going, you know, like sporting events or, you know, that's the well, kind that of thing. That, 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 that's not going to happen this year. Probably won't, won't happen until, you know, next year. I, I have friends that work in the concert industry and, you know, they, they're, they're saying that, um, you know, they, they're testing that whole drive-in model. Yeah. Um, and, and so if you think about it, you could set up a, a drive-in drive-up situation um, out in the golf course at the Rose Bowl where you could fit a lot of cars. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out what that number is where they can control or manage people. Yeah. Um, you know, the other ones are these like virtual things that, you know, you're, you know, some people are charging you know, five bucks. Yeah, uh, you know, to to see it. Um, concert watch, films. Watched a few on on Instagram. Just a few people, just sort of, you know, a musician just kind of playing guitar, and I've sat there for hours. I've been sitting around watching a lot of, um, uh, what's our buddy Campos, uh, Raúl Campos. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. watching his his DJ sets and and uh, Jason Bentley too. Just you know just to kind of just feel that kind of connection with, with people in music. And that's, that's one of the things I miss a lot. Disneyland I heard might be opening. They're talking about reducing. Imagine that one though. Well, they're I saying, would, I, I, we miss Disneyland. That's what big one we miss. Yeah. And I'm trying to wrap my head around what that would look like. Well, they're talking about reducing capacity to 30%. So basically like, only 30% of what normally would go in like a third would, would be allowed in. And I was like, that's exactly what I told my kids. I'm like, man, if they were to reduce it like a quarter, you know, to one quarter and basically space everybody out, you know, like one car, you know, is, is empty between everybody. You can, you can see how it might be able to, and then everyone has to wear masks, you know? So that's the thing, you know, we just have to kind of dip the toe in the water, especially over the summer. Cause sadly guys, I think in the fall, it's going to hit hard again. And I think we're yeah. gonna, we're going to be back in our houses. I started telling you that today. Let's restock up on more supplies over the summer because I think in the fall it's going to hit even harder than the first time. So that's that's my negative. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think I think it's going to hit. I don't know if the harder part now more than just you know, there's there's there were no contingency plans, and now there are contingency plans that exist. I think that like. You know, the fact that like California or L.A. County or L.A. City is so, so strict, we're, we're kind of blessed. Right. Um, but I, 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 I think that. At the amount of information, I mean, look, unfortunately, those that are deniers are the ones that are probably going to be paying the consequences of that. And we just continue to live with masks and washing our hands and social distancing and not putting ourselves. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Right. It's like not we're not going to have a big 4th of July, 30 people party. Right. You know, it's just, that's not, that's not going to happen. And so as long as we can, as our family unit, like your family units, you know, like if you get invited to something, it's like, you're going to have to pass. You're not going to be able to attend. You're, you're, we're, we're not in the clear. And the reality is if we think about it, we're only talking about a couple of months of living this way. You know, not yeah. 10 years. We're talking about months. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I hope so. We should probably get together and talk a little bit about doing 
maybe just kind of a uh, caravan through town for the 4th of July, you know, like, I don't see how that would be wrong. Just a bunch of cars kind of, you know, with balloons and stuff. And, and we just drive up Fair Oaks and up mission and, you know, just kind of get a few people involved. Anyway, we, we should, we should, that might be a fun way to at least have the 4th of July. It's such a long tradition and, and we've, we've won the, the governor, what the mayor's trophy, like four years, yeah. ago, five years. We can't, we can't break that. We got to, we got to have some kind of say in, in the 4th of July. All right. It looks like my zoom meeting is like three minutes from ending. So, uh, right. any, any last words for the Hectors and why, why are we the Hectors again? I, I, I forget. What was the reason that we, it all, the- it only took one Hector to be mistaken by a Hector for a Hector. For a Hector to, for all of us to be Hectors. But each one of us was mistaken for Hector at some point. So, Well, the thing about it, that just goes to show you the power of Hector, right? Because he is the local handyman. He is the local brewer. Mm-hmm. He is a local tech guy. He's the local soccer coach. Um, you know, there's, I mean... The original Hector is, is something to behold. It's a special, special Hector. Special Hector. So, so us, us Hector, and I, and I think Mark Deegan also wants to be a Hector, but he just, he's an Ed. He's a Donnelly. Sorry. <laughs> I know what that means. My mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ed's going to hear this because he'll be, he'll be the one editing this down into something podcast. The thing about the Hectors is that you start off with that one Hector, and I think the community was probably fine with that. That was probably novel. and and then there's two hectares three hectares they replicate it's it's, yeah but it's like cliche like you know one mexican (laughs) leads to 10 mexicans and that's that's unfortunate for that part but it's fun to be part of the club yeah and and i will i i will uh post our our hector uh band photo on facebook there you go very good guys thank you for letting me do this impromptu uh you know, it was fun, right? We'll do it again. Yes, it was. It was good. All right. So this will be maybe a recurring theme, the Hectors, or between two Hectors, and then between we'll interview. Two between two Hectors, we'll have to interview. We'll, we'll do three Hectors, and then we'll interview someone that's not a Hector in between. I like, I, like, yeah, I, like, I like that idea. Yeah. We'll tag team. Yeah, the, the fourth square could be the guest. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll chat All right, later. All right. All right. South Pasadena is brought to you by Way Out Sound. Copyright 2020. All rights are reserved. Our theme music is Break the Chain by Little Silver Hearts. You can find us on the web at southpasadena.com. 